you? Great. How are you? <laughs> so angry. I'm very surly. Why? I don't know. I just am. I feel like I've been shot out of a cannon and just then it's like, now put, go do this and now be uh, funny. I I didn't help with that, did I? When I well, was no, like, that's, hey, can we go? <laughs> 15 minutes is not a big deal. But and like every single person who owns a car in Southeast Michigan is out on the roads right now. <laughs> It's just, how are you? I'm good. By the way, this is three funny ladies. That is Susan Ainsley Jacobs. That is Joseph um, Pomeranian Billy. Okay, these are getting terrible. <laughs> I'm a dog. You are a dog, but a little fluffy, cute one. That's Susan Mastiff. <laughs> um, what's going on? How is life? What's happening? Go. Oh. Oh my goodness. It is good. It's okay. It's good. It's fine. It's um, better, better and the same, you know, this winter is like, I don't like snow. I don't like winter. Let me take that back. If I like seasons, I couldn't live in a place without seasons, but if winter could be like a month and it be snowy and pretty all the time, perfect this bullshit that we're dealing with right now no bueno i hate it i want snow we should not have 50 degrees in the middle of january um last sunday i had my kitchen window open Mm. in short sleeves just hanging out at one point i stepped out on the porch and i was like oh it smells like spring you know that wonderful smell when winter breaks for the first time it smells like spring Mm mm-hmm and it's so amazing. That's what it smelled like. I was like, it's it's January. So this is unnerving a little fucking bit. Yep. <laughs> Good. I'm afraid it's what we have to look forward to. Yeah. 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 So because we're murdering the planet. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, it'll it'll get to where it's supposed to be, how it's supposed to be. And then in March, we'll be complaining and there's too much snow. So. Hopefully that's what happens. Or it will be 95 degrees, so. Yep. <laughs> Anything else happening? Any goings on? Um, No, just the usual. Just rehearsals. And that's about it. Okay, how are those going? Fine. The people can't see you. <laughs> I shrugged. <laughs> fine. They're oh, fine. Cool. Okay. All right. Cool, 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 I need, cool, cool. I, I really, I really just need to quit doing it. It's what I need to do. And, and we've talked about this before. And is that, is, is that it? Or is it that you have too many other things to do? No, because I, I really, I really don't have too many other things. Like, and I'm barely rehearsing as it is. Mm-hmm. Like this past week I had, I was there for two days. One day it, we blocked a four page scene and I said, fuck you was all I had to say in the scene. And that was it. So this is like the level of my involvement so far. So okay, certainly okay. it's not taxing by any sense of the imagination. It's just not fun. And so if it's not fun, why would I do it? Right. Why would you do it? Right. Exactly. No. So I, I just think I need to quit. I just need to quit acting and not do it anymore. Well, that makes me sad. Well. 
what are you gonna do? If it makes you, I got we got I got the message that like there's a board meeting in the theater, and I'm like, come on, I have to go somewhere. I know. I mistakenly no 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 no. I need to take that back. I had lunch with our friend Gretchen today. I was gonna say I mistakenly had lunch with our friend Gretchen today. That was not a mistake. It's just wandering around, and then all of a sudden I was eating lunch with Gretchen. Total mistake. Um, I mistakenly said to her, um, I think I have nothing to do tomorrow, which is amazing. And then I was like, oh, no, I talked to our friend Diane about going to visit my mom tomorrow with her dog. Oh, I also have therapy tomorrow. And then like an hour later, Joe texts and is like, do we have a board meeting tomorrow? I'm like, oh, yeah, super. Cool, cool, cool. That's great. (laughs) So my day of nothing is just quickly filling up with obligation, which is also what I just love. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in to hear me complain (laughs) for the last 10 minutes straight. I'm just so happy I can just spread joy to the tens of people who listen to us. Talking about spreading joy, this, this, what we watched, just fuck you. You know what you did? Go, Because here's the thing. So I've been making a conscious effort lately to just watch funny things mm, well. um, to bring up my mood. Yeah. So, well, no, but I, I was like, what else? I couldn't think of anything else that I really want to watch. And I was like, well, I haven't watched Schitt's Creek. Um, I think I've only watched it one time through. And somehow I've missed the cabaret episode. I've never seen oh a cabaret. Ep- I know, right? I've never seen a cabaret episode. Somehow I skipped it. So let's watch Shit's Creek. Well, Shit's Creek takes about a half a day to get through. It's super fast. Uh, that's a lot, like a day and a half. Um, but I forgot that the last two episodes, I just sobbed hysterically. Oh, sure, yeah, like yep. literally. That kind of crying where you can't catch your breath. That's how I was crying. Like I was just when Ted Lee, when when Alexis and Ted decide to break up, I just from that point on cried and then watched this today and say again. And I was just like, I can't what. So now I got to. And then RuPaul's Drag Race made me cry because I hate all those people so far. Oh, boy. No, get it. Um, but I did start watching RuPaul's Drag Race, um, and I was happy with who went home because I hated them from the jump. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was happy about that. Um, but yeah. So what did we watch? What did you make me watch? <laughs> well, hang on. I have one more thing I need to say. Oh, oh, two, oh no! <laughs> two more. Two more things. Two more things. Yes, yes, yes. I have yes. two more things, and here's the I hate no. Um. <laughs> So it's the season that we're in is the award season, which is super exciting for me. And so the BAFTA awards nominations were announced this week and both uh, Emma Thompson and Daryl McCormick were both nominated for best actor and actress for good luck to you. Leo Grand. Yay. Deservedly so. It also was nominated for best British film. All right. And uh, the Oscar nominations come out Tuesday, which is very exciting. And, uh, my good friend Linda uh, is going to be on Jeopardy Tuesday night. 
Oh, I know. So exciting. So exciting. Yeah. So that's uh, Tuesday is a red letter day. And if anyone loves the Oscars more than I do, it's Linda. So Tuesday. Oh, is she the one who like watches all the things and documents all the things? Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, yeah. So tune in Tuesday. Well, by the time this. Oh, no. This drop on Monday. Monday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tune in to Jeopardy tomorrow night. Check your local listings. Um, and I'm sure everyone watches regular TV still and, um, and watch her. Nice. So that's it. So, uh, yes, now I'm done. Um, (laughs) so we watched the hysterical documentary. Oh, so funny. Just so (coughs) side splitting, uh, called, (coughs) excuse me, boy, that was a good time for a coffee, Jack. (laughs) Um, we watched Adrian. Oh. which is a 2022 documentary about the actor, director, writer, Adrian Shelley, uh, who wrote, directed, and was in Waitress, mm. uh, who was tragically murdered in 2006, which is so crazy to me that it was so long ago. It was so long ago, but also I didn't think it was in the 2000s. I thought it was in the 90s. Time oh, you so did? Weird. I Yeah. I don't, yeah, I did. It was, yeah. I was like, really? It was in the 2000s? Okay. Um, yes, she uh, wrote and directed the movie Waitress, which turned into the musical Waitress. And then just making parallel, because I've never seen the movie. That's crazy. That's what you should watch. I had no idea Nathan Fillion was the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, no, I have to watch that. Um and it was directed by her husband, which was also interesting. And oh, yeah, so the documentary. I I think you loved this movie. I I did, I did, and you loved it. I think too. I did, I did. I think it's really so well done. It's such a loving portrait of her. Mm-hmm. And what one thing I really loved, I took a lot of notes because I we watched this on. Saturday, so it's been a, oh, a minute. Wow, it's been a while. Um, but I loved um because so she was murdered. Uh, she had an office in an apartment building, and um she had gone there in the morning and then just sort of dropped contact with everybody. So her husband went over there later that afternoon, early evening, and found her hanging from the shower rod. And so it was immediately it was dubbed a suicide. He was certain that it was not. Yes. Um, and, I, and my note is cops always want to jump to suicide. If it looks remotely like a suicide, oh, suicide. So they, it's like they so they don't have to do any work. It's so annoying. Yeah. I. Um, I thought I had something about that, too, but I don't. Oh, yeah. Cops. Suicide. Case closed is what yeah, I wrote. Like thank God, because a one de- detective decided he believed her husband and he's the one who got the ball rolling. So thank God. I hopefully there's always at least one level headed person. That's like, wait a minute, this doesn't let's actually do our jobs maybe before we just jump to conclusions. Yeah. And um, so they ultimately found out that it was um, a worker in the building had been working in another apartment and had followed her. Well, Went up to the apartment and put his ear to the door. The door had not been latched. So it just opened. And so he went and he had been robbing apartments in places where he'd been working. 
Um, his name was Diego Pilco. Um, and so they uh, ultimately they they caught caught him and he's in jail, but or prison. But what I really one thing I really loved about this documentary is that in this documentary, her husband goes to visit him yes. in prison. <gasps> but it's not even like the main focus of the movie, which is I appreciated Absolutely it not. so much. Yes, it wasn't like this huge build up to like we're going to meet him, and it was just it happened. It just, yeah, and um, then it was over. I loved that it was truly, truly, truly about her. You're mm-hmm. right. It it wasn't this big lead up to this big showdown because it wasn't a showdown. Um, it was truly about her and you could see how much everyone loved her. And mm-hmm. I know this is unfair to say, and it's possible that he is remarried. I don't know. I meant to actually Google that. But it always kind of makes me, and I know I understand that this is unfair to say, but it always makes me sort of sad when people do documentaries about people that have passed or what have you. And you see that, um, you know, they have a new family or whatever, you know, and it, they are very much still devoted to her and he could very well be remarried, but they, it was very much about her. Yes. And I also loved because he was married before her and just how involved his children from that marriage were and his his ex-wife. His ex-wife. What do I? Uh, oh, his ex-wife is supportive. Like his ex-wife yep. talks about her and talks about how their son, because Adrian and her husband had a daughter, and it's really Ugh. about the daughter. Oh God, I know I I can't. Heartbreaking. And the brother, her stepbrother, as soon as he heard that Adrian had died, he's like, I have to go move in with them. I have to take care of my sister. And I was just like, oh my God. God. And he did and he, stayed there for years. He did. Yeah. And it's just they're all beautiful people. Like all of them. That was it. The, the, and the daughter is so smart and articulate for her age. Yeah. She was three when Adrian died, like just turned three. And yeah. like, and they had just finished, she had just finished making Waitress and they had just submitted it to Sundance and got the notification that it was accepted. On the day that she was murdered, so much of this is just yes. So much of this is just so heartbreaking. Also, she um, and I and I have a theory about that because she always thought she was going to die young, and so she sort of her whole entire life had sort of this morbid um, like this sadness about her, and I think it stemmed from she just kind of always felt that she wasn't long for the world. And so it kind of everything to her was bittersweet, right? She died at the same age that her father died. Yep. They both died at 40. And that's yep. what really sort of informed her life was her father passing suddenly. Yeah. And she was so determined to get her work on film. Which mm-hmm. I I think is so. I mean, she just had that drive. Like she dropped yeah. out of college in her junior year, and moved to New York, and like was so driven to make films. And I love her mother. Oh my god, her mother's so great in her films. Oh my god. Oh, and that's I, right. <laughs> that's so funny. And I love that. Um, he is still close with her mother. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, this has been, I mean, how, 16 years? Almost yeah. 17 years? And I That's didn't so realize crazy. that her daughter 
played Lulu in Waitress, the movie. Yeah, I had forgotten that. I didn't. And I was like, ah, because the whole time I was like, oh, my God. Um, actually, what I thought it the parallel for Waitress, because I know, like I said, I haven't watched the movie. I know the musical. Um, Because her whole through line is in Waitress is how um, Jenna's mother is gone. And she misses her mother so terribly. And I was like, oh, my God, this it's like Jenna is her daughter. And then but I just oh, my God, it's just so I like I said, I have a theory that there are people that they just know when their time is going to be up. Yeah, somehow. And I think she was just one of those people. And she left so many journals and letters and cards Mm -hmm. and so much stuff for her daughter to read and peruse and go through like just what a great gift like not even knowing that that's what it's going to be right and then her she loved her daughter so much years before she even had her because that one interview where because she was going to make a documentary about herself and the one inner someone was talking to her and they're like well you know what do you want to say to your future kids and she gets like emotional yeah and i'm like oh my god like if you are a decent human being and a mother you love your children but she was just so devoted and just so in love with her child and it just makes it all that much sadder oh my god yeah she just seemed like such a kick-ass lady like she was Mm -hmm. so like they showed that clip of her in that documentary from that searching for deborah winger thing uh-huh. Where she's talking about the guy was like um, talking about her tits and just like how she did not suffer fools. And I thought that was also. Yeah. She's like, anyone wasn't going to get the part because you didn't like my tits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And then, of course, whatever was it her first movie and Weinstein was a producer and he wanted more nudity. Right. And she's like, yeah. no, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which tied in nicely with. When they went to Sundance, her husband took her ashes. Oh my God, I just could I couldn't. And sprinkled them over the main strip there in um uh in Colorado, and then where you know where Sundance is that main strip. And then he went to the premiere that night and he took some more ashes and he just let some out at the theater so that oh god fuck ah, so that she could be in the premiere and some landed on harvey weinstein's shoulder <laughs> and i just thought that that was on purpose my friend <laughs> she's like oh you're gonna get you're gonna get yours motherfucker i might not be here but someone's gonna take you down oh that was just amazing and you could just tell like everyone who they spoke to about her had such love and fondness for her. Like the whole waitress company, like Carrie Russell and Cheryl Hines were just Mm -hmm. so like, you could just feel the love. And then transcending that into the, into the musical and Sarah Bareilles and just how much care they took with her work and bringing it into a new medium. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I'm so in awe of that. And just what a special lady she must have been. Just her short life, but she touched so many people. And even now, like so much longer, like all these interviews are recent. So just still, and you could tell at, they had footage of them at Sundance and just Mm -hmm. all of them sort of just crying or, you know, being in that state. 
the and this might sound a little weird, but people have a tendency to become perfect when mm. they die. Yeah. And that but that wasn't nothing came off as hyperbole. Nothing came off as she's perfect because she's dead. Do you know what I do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it all yeah. was very genuine and she was just that person. And then they talked about her being messy. <laughs> and I could just sort of I'm you know looking at her going, Yeah, I can see that with like this total just slob and just like, <laughs> um and the fact that they have footage from that Halloween party and the next day she was killed. It's oh my god, the whole thing. It's just so and then he goes to see the guy yeah who is so interesting to me that he has not learned english right in all the years that he's been in prison right which is so interesting to me feels remorse i believe i feel that he feels remorse too doesn't make what he did any better and he needs correct. to serve his time correct and then oh my god the thing that killed me and it's gonna get me right now uh just the quiet uh, mm. <laughs> this is why i was i was like you guys are motherfuckers i'm so mad at you right now the quiet kindness of that interpreter that's what got me too because she was sitting there and i actually thought oh my god she must feel so uncomfortable and then when i saw her hand i was like oh, okay all right well we're done here we're done here today because it was like oh my god because she's a stranger and because I, pre- I I don't know, maybe I would have done the same thing, but I can just see myself sitting there going, this is, I don't like this. Oh, God, I can't, I don't know what to, and also an added weirdness that, and obviously it's her job, but she had to speak for this guy. Yeah. And what a weird feeling that would put onto her. Yes. And I felt the same thing that you did, because they take diego pilco out of the room first and so it's just the husband and the interpreter there and she's sort of sandwiched against the wall she's away from the door so yeah. she can't make a quick escape so i was the same one like oh god oh it's so uncomfortable and then she just reaches over and it's just like oh my god it's so beautiful human beings can be so lovely sometimes and and you know what can what can he say there's a it, I do feel like he feels remorse and like, what can he say? What can yeah. he say? Mm-hmm. There's know? nothing. Mm-mm. And he's, and he does. And that kind of got me too. at the very end. He gets up and he says, I'm sorry. Oh my God. Because, <laughs> and, and also it was, it was really powerful. Cause in the car, he's like, you know, I'm not coming here to have some transcendental moment or whatever i don't know how i'm gonna be i think i'm gonna be okay and i think i'm just gonna talk to him but i might scream at him i don't know and he is very he just like i just want to know what happened mm-hmm. and why you did it and he explained it to him and then he shows him the he's like i want to i want you to see who you took away mm-hmm. and he you know shows him all the pictures with her in it and then when he gets to and here's my daughter without her here's her riding a bike without her and i was like okay all right <laughs> and he's so quiet and just you know so composed and there was something about him saying very quietly all right i'm done here yeah it was the equivalent of I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that packed more of a punch than him like screaming and going off about it. Like, all right, I'm 
fucking done with you. Yeah. Shit. We're... Oh my and the talks he had with his kid. Oh my god. Yeah, and just so honest, like from when she's a little girl mm-hmm. and can't possibly comprehend what's happening, but not like, oh, she's in heaven and she's yeah. with the angels or whatever. Yeah, she's just not like here total anymore. honesty, like her body broke. And and, that, she, and he tells her what happened to her. Yeah. Um yeah, it was just and you can feel like this this might come out the wrong way, but the fact that she had sadness for her mother and missing out, there was a sweetness to it because it's like he made her know her mother even though she wasn't there. Yes. And what what an odd thing to really probably not have any memories of your mother. Yeah, three. Very yeah. fleeting. But being able to watch her yeah. in her prime. You know, like what a weird thing that is. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine what that must be like for her. And the thing that always got me about this, even back when it happened, um, obviously murdering someone is terrible, but then the fact that he made it, he tried to make it look like she killed herself. Yeah. That was the thing that was like, that you didn't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because if he had been successful, then everyone in her family would have thought would have she thought killed herself. Thought that she killed herself and her, but they all knew her and were like, she wouldn't have done that. So Eve, I, I am hopeful, and I, I don't think that anyone, any of them would have believed it. But I'm glad that they figured it out and they got some sort of closure and they know the truth. But yeah, yeah how do, like it's bad enough you killed her, but then to yes put the blame on her like that's yeah. you're gross. Yes, yeah, so gross. Like. Yeah, for yeah. like how for how much? Uh, maybe a hundred dollars, maybe forty dollars, right. whatever it was he took. And also, it just sounds very much like her because he said, "You know, why did you kill her?" And he said, "Because the only words I understood were police, and she was mm-hmm. gonna. Co- she went after him. Mm-hmm. She like ran after, and I, uh, it, yeah, no, I was very mad." Because I was crying a, a great deal. It was very, it was very mad. And just what a way, I mean, because a lot of her earlier films, like when she was working with Hal Hartley, who was very not mainstream cinema. Mm-hmm. So like for her big breakthrough to come just on the threshold of, you know, her dying is just such, we were, uh, we were all robbed of her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, over money. Yeah, a nominal amount of money. Because, oh my God. But it's really, I just think it's really, really well done. And like you said, like you just really feel she is the main focus and you just really feel her spirit come yeah. through, I think, in this. Yeah. Document. It's available on HBO Max, um, and I highly recommend that you watch this yeah. thing because it's just so, it's so good and sweet. Paul Rudd is in it for Christ's sake. I know. I was like, oh, thank God for Paul Rudd. <laughs> I can just look at his face for a minute and just feel okay for a second because he he inevitably spoke every time after there's a big like emotional thing, and I'd be like, soothe me, Paul Rudd. Yes. Oh, your timeless beauty. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, yeah even if you don't it. know her or know who she is, I would still recommend it. And and then and then watch Waitress if you haven't done so because it's such yeah. a great movie. Yeah, yeah. And she just like and she's she's in it. Also, she's just darling in the movie. I love the footage of her like directing. Yeah, directing in her wedding dress yeah. costume. It's just so great. So yeah, I loved it. I yeah. highly recommend. Maybe our next week pod, we'll just watch Waitress. Oh my god, uh, I love that movie. So let's I just do that always... because I've I've never watched it and I've always wanted to see it. Even before the musical, I've wanted to see it. Um, but yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, so we need to tell them about our lady. Yeah, so they can watch the movies. <laughs> it's your choice. Chosen a movie. I told you the lady. Um, yes. So tell tell them. Uh, no, no. <laughs> We're gonna, uh, I've chosen Emma Stone. Who I love. And what is I your love film? Her so much. Um, oh, shit. All right. No, I'm going to make the decision. Um, uh, uh, easy A. Then I'm doing Cruella. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just popped into my head. It's like, wait, do I want to do Cruella? Yes. Yeah. That worked I, out perfectly. I had, those are the two that I chose. Yes, and I'm like, yes. so I will know when she chooses, I will know what I'm picking. Now, have you seen Cruella? I have not. Mm, okay. Mm, you've seen ECA <laughs> though. Oh yeah. Which I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. love. Uh, adore. Stanley yep. Tooch. Come on, Stanley Tooch. <laughs> come through, Tooch. Uh, come through, Tooch. <laughs> All right. This is devolved into Tooch. Um, yay, 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 yay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well. Um, oh, I didn't even look, but we'll look next week. If you want to send us, uh, I was at a letter. If you want to send us a letter, <laughs> we're at 54321 Blastoff Avenue. Uh, <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> you can send us an email at 3funnyladies at gmail.com. Or check out our Instagram at three lady three ladies podcast three, three funny, funny ladies yeah you'll get it you'll get it <laughs> there's three of us and we're doing something just look for it um, yeah and see us oh uh, we got a spam direct message and it was um someone was humping a bed their naked ass and I was like oh my god did someone actually send us a dick pic how exciting oh. it, was a bot. it was a sex bot oh boy like, I want to see this come on I don't want to see that I want to see that anyway you guys uh, have a great week yeah watch uh, my friend land on Jeopardy all right cool okay okay um, uh, no. okay no, no, no. okay <laughs> bye bye <laughs>